Hey everybody, welcome to the show tonight. We got a great guest coming on. Uh, my name is Charlotte. I'll be your host for the next hour. I uh, am the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We're 35 strong. We have branches up and down the state of California, some people in Oregon, Washington, Oregon, Nevada, and Hawaii. Anyway, I want to welcome you all. If you want to visit our radio site, uh, which has every episode that we've done since we started doing these video shows at www.californiahauntsradio.com. Or if you want to visit our paranormal site, is www.californiahaunts.org. Anyway, tonight we have a little different show. I know we did one on law and social justice last night. Tonight's kind of connected in a way because it has to do with, with legal stuff, pretty much. You know, what happens, you know, we see a lot of this in the news with the FBI and, you know, the politicians. What happens when somebody bugs your house? Or you find out that your house has been bugged. Or you, or maybe you even suspect that your house has been bugged. Our guest tonight, Roger Tolsis, who runs Bug Sweeps, is an expert in bugging. And so he's going to tell us how he's able to go into people's homes and find out whether or not they've been bugged. So let me get him on the phone. This is going to be a phone interview. So let me dial him in and uh, see if we can get this show on the road. Yeah, that's better. Terrific. So uh, I was telling everybody about but a little bit about bug sweeps and what you do, but maybe you should uh, tell everybody about your experience and, and uh, how you got into this and um, what you do. Okay, well, I started uh, sweeping for electronic bugs around 1972 because I had an attorney that was defending some criminal cases and he thought that the government was going to be wiretapping his phones, and they actually were, which is completely illegal because, you know, when you're defending somebody, you're supposed to have the uh, privacy necessary to, to do a good job and not have your opposing parties know what you're going to do. So anyway, he, he got me started on it. And then I've done about probably about 5,000 cases of that, but things have moved over almost exclusively to the electronic harassment uh, since the uh, digital mobile phones came in because they're, they're more complex to, uh, to listen to, but the government has an easy ability to do it, but they're harder for amateurs to tap. That's really interesting. And how long have you been doing this? Since 1972. Wow. Wow. Long and time. do you use specialized equipment to do this? Yes. Yeah, we've got the same equipment that the government uses to sweep the embassies. we got devices called nonlinear junction detectors, which are systems that put out microwaves. And so you sweep the walls with the, the, this particular unit, and if it runs into any kind of electronic equipment that's uh, covert, it will give you a signal that there's something inside the wall. So we use the same gear that they sweep the embassies with. That is really interesting to me. You know, how can people, I mean, when people, like when you get calls to go out and check people's houses, do they just call you like ran randomly to say, hey, I think somebody's bugging my house? Well, a lot of people are involved in, litigation and other things where they need to have their privacy. I mean, if you have a $3 million litigation uh, case against somebody, you want to make sure that that uh, your premises are clear. Very interesting. And when, when you go out initially, or, or, or when you talk to them initially, um, what do you say or how do you handle it? Well, we, we interview them to make sure that uh, we understand the nature of the case. And then we, uh, depending on whether it's home or business, different different equipment for different levels of complexity. So depending on how they how their communications are set up, that's how we then go about getting a game plan on which equipment to use to analyze whatever their particular network looks like. This is fascinating. And I, I was on your website checking it out, and I see that you got like several pieces of equipment that, that you guys utilize. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me about that? Well, there's about $250,000 worth of equipment. Some of the equipment deals with radio frequency. So there's, if there's any kind of transmitting devices, we can actually see the transmissions and, and, run, and run the transmissions back to the source and find, and find if there's a bug, uh, a, transmit, a transmitting bug in the room, like in meeting rooms for businesses. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, so, of course, you, you, you must charge for this, correct? Of course. 
What kind of? I know it's kind of out there because it probably varies per per job. But uh, what type of charging you know do you do as far as that goes, or, or how's it built? Well, it runs about two hundred dollars an hour. Oh, cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm really interested in in this. And how? And, and you got into doing this how? Were you in the military or anything like that? No, I've just been. Uh, I was educated in electronics. Okay. And I was I was in Hollywood at the time. I was building audio systems, and that's when this particular attorney approached me on securing his offices, and he uh, he bought the original equipment. That's really interesting to me. Really you said is. that about four times in a row. I know. I'm I just. Must, I just, must be very interested. It is very interesting because it it, it fascinates me in that. In that, oh, I'm an electronics buff, so I mean, anything like this is interesting to me. And how does this work? I mean, do you go wire by wire, or is it just an overall scanner to see if there's a pulse coming out of something? Well, like I said, you have two separate things to test. You have to test the radio frequency spectrum to see what kind of transmissions are going on, mm -hmm. which is radio waves. And then the other thing is to secure the network itself, which is really wire. Although if it's Wi-Fi, there's some a section of it's going to be Wi-Fi, but the main part of it could be fiber optic, as an example. So the whole thing is to make sure that nobody is uh, tapped into those uh, lines where they're accessible. You have to visit those access points and, and make sure they're clear. Now, in the movies, and I know the movies are flaky, I, I understand that, but sometimes people you know, will hear clicks and stuff on their lines when, when, when they're on the phone and whatnot. Does that happen in real life? Not if it's done properly. If the person's experienced this doing the bugging, there won't be any clicks at all. You'll never hear a click on a government tab. Okay. As a matter of fact, you know, there's, if you look it up, there's a, a, a gigantic NSA facility in Bluffdale, Utah million square feet of supercomputers. Super so when the government wants to know what you're doing, they just go to a keyboard and they, they, they direct your phone conversations and your and your text messages to these supercomputers and they just collect everything right there. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. And you yep, also... Big brother. Yes. Yeah, but gosh, yeah. You never know who's watching. I had talked with an attorney yesterday because we were doing a a show on, on uh, social justice and this attorney was telling me how wiretapping they can go in and do it and not tell you anything for like 30 days too is that true i mean you just find out like uh, they, later on yeah, they can they, they can they can keep the taps uh quiet for an extended amount of time if they go back to the court and renew, and renew the warrant so they, it can be ongoing for years and you wouldn't know it oh my no of course not See, guys, you got to watch what you say on the phone. <laughs> um, yeah. And you were talking about, um, I, I, I know I, I heard you speak on, on another show um, about high EMF and stuff like that and, and how it can, you know, some of this stuff, you know, the, these, this the wiring could, could affect your, your brain functions. Yeah, no, the, uh, the Wi-Fi is particularly bad because it's a frequency, hopping frequency, about 2.4 gigahertz, and it's definitely brain interfering. So not only can you get interference in your brain from holding a cell phone up to your head, but if you're you're in a room that has a router, or you're in a let's say you live in an apartment building. So if I mm -hmm. test an apartment building, I can see 30, 30, 40 routers. There could be a router right on the other side of your bedroom in your neighbor's house, and you wouldn't even know it. So when you have that many routers going simultaneously, you now have electric, electrical pollution to levels that can be not only interfering with your brain, but also your bodily functions. And what type of bodily function? I know, I know, you know, from doing ghost hunting over the years that it, some of that can cause um, hallucinations. Oh, there's, uh, there's many, many symptoms. I, they're on my website. If you go to the sure. elect, electronic harassment section of bugsweeps.com, then you'll see a long list of different kinds of symptoms. You know, you got to remember that the human body operates as an electrical entity. You know, you've got uh, hundreds of miles of, uh, of uh, cables, really, in your body in terms mm -hmm. of your, your neurons and, and the uh, and, and, you know, connection between your brain and every, every square inch of your body. So anytime you interfere with that electrical flow, you can manifest all kinds of problems, including any, any number of diseases. It's not a disease in the sense that you, you have a pathogen because there's no pathogen involved with electrical interaction.
Is that similar to, well, we don't know what's going on there, but is that similar to what's going on in Cuba, what people have been complaining about in Cuba? Well, yeah, that's the, the Havana syndrome, and that, but that's uh, using uh, electronic harassment, bioweapons uh, against an enemy. So those are actually active weapon systems that are being used. And the way they do that is they go to the garbage in front of your house and pick out your garbage and get your DNA. Once they've got your DNA, they can biocode the attack signals, and they will—you'll get the effects, and other people around you will not. Wow, that's crazy. And it's called biocoded directed energy. Now, when you talk about electronic harassment, what is that exactly? That's when people use an electronic device to uh, either directly attack you or interfere with your body's electrical system, or do any number of things to cause electromagnetics to get to the, pollute, the, the polluted level that is now causing you uh, harm. Interesting. See, it's just, a, this is just, like I said before, this is just so fascinating to me that people can do this. How um, do, do they have to enter, like, like in order to set these bugs up, like in the movies, they, they enter your home or whatever. Do they have to do it that way or do they have listening devices that, that, that will go through walls and stuff? Well, they pretty much, they do have some, but they don't work as well. So generally, you have to enter the premises and install something. I see. So in other words, they're, they're not only subtle electronic, they're watching you too to see, you know, when you come and go to be able to get in your house. Well, not necessarily. As an example, let's say that uh, I, I want to bug a conference room. So, you know, I get access to the uh, buildings, uh, pretending I'm the one of the janitor staff or I'm a telephone repair guy. And then I just take a pen that's, that's a digital recording pen and stick it in the uh, in with the other pens in the room. So this pen has got microcircuits in it that are collecting audio for maybe 24 hours. And once it hits its limit of 24 hours, it will transmit everything that it's taken down for the 24 hours out on a, on a digital burst. And um, then it will, uh, to, a, to a, a, a receiver, a guy in a parking lot, in a van that would be listening, you know, receiving it, and then they they listen to the whole uh, all the audio that's been recorded for twenty four hours. Okay, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. You know, it's very hard to find those things because they don't transmit all the time. They just transmit when they're when they're bursting information and downloading to a uh, system. So, do they have to be close by? I mean, like you know, you always see these 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 videos of guys in a white van sitting outside listening to people. Depends on the power of the transmitter. So you have to be relative to the location of the receiver. So if it's something as small as a pen, you have to be pretty close. Okay. Okay. And how long does it take for them to, to rig a house up like that? Just, well, just if you're leaving a pen behind and just need access, you're in and out. Let's see. I've got... Um, okay. Can you give us uh, examples why people should 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 worry about this? Well, the problem is, is that the government wants to take over and remove all your rights that are guaranteed by the Constitution, the Constitution, especially your Fourth Amendment right to privacy. So, you know, it's, it, what's really interesting is that you know the uh, black ops, you know, which is the secret agencies in America, uh, they went to this kid that had, that started Facebook. Mm-hmm. With his name, you know, you gotta talk about. Right. Uh, and they, they said, listen, we like what you're doing. We're going to give you unlimited funding. Oh. So the reason they did that is people volunteered their own information. So the, the government saved a huge amount of money attempting to figure out who's who and what they do and where they live. And they got everybody to volunteer their information on Facebook certain extent and as a consequence of that that you turned over uh, quite a bit of your privacy voluntarily right pretty, pretty clever plus i mean facebook is creepy because i mean if, if, if you're on the internet you know looking at stuff you get back on your facebook page and that stuff pops up on your page yeah you know i remember that a lot of these most of these mobile devices are listening to you ongoing and I'm not talking about just the ones where you're talking to the, you know, the, uh, the, the, uh, the lady. <laughs> <I'm gonna call laughs> <it> the lady. 
but uh, they're listening to you all the time. So as you discuss things that you're interested in, they tend to pop up because they're, they're analyzing your, uh, your discussions. And then a lot of people also don't realize that their cell phones are uh, tracking device as well. It is. No, yeah, well, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about yeah. your mobile device. Yeah. It's listening all the time. So that's, that's why a lot of times you'll be talking about something and next thing you know, you get advertisements relating to it. That is just creepy. Yeah, I always find it creepy, you know, after I've been on the web and my stuff starts popping up on Facebook. Yeah. yeah well, you, you decided to get the mobile device, the, you know, the, the large computer. And, I mean, they're, they're small devices, but in terms of their powerful and their power, they're, they're, a large, they're largely powerful transmission and um, intelligence device. Another thing that that helps the government because they can just tap right into your your device and listen to what you're doing. Are there settings on Facebook that you can use to prevent that or no? No, not really. Anything you give to Facebook is just a giveaway. Wow. Yeah, so, you know, the government knows an awful lot about it just from Facebook. Well, that's the other thing. And then then there's the, the old adage that Whatever you put on the web stays on the web forever, you know, out, out, out on the cloud. Yeah, sure. That's very interesting. Um, you got to stop saying that. You got to stop I know. I just, I just, I love the word interesting with, with all this. I'm just fascinated by it. Um, I apologize. <laughs> uh, so, can you uh, tell me about some, some of the case, cases that you've worked on where there has been bugging and what type of devices? You don't have to give names. Uh, well, I can tell you generally, okay. I work for a lot of billionaires, super rich people, and they just they just regularly want their places checked, their homes and their places, their office, business offices. I work for a lot of movie stars that uh, have things going on. And they don't want to get into the uh, you know the, those magazines that deal with the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I work for a lot of gangsters, a lot of uh, criminals, a lot of uh, mafia. Worked in Las Vegas a lot. What's one of the most bug? I mean, you don't have to, like I said, you don't have to mention. But can you describe like a situation where you've walked in and found a lot of bugs in in, in a particular place? Yeah, I was. Well, the funny thing was they I was they had me in Las Vegas checking out the hotels that were being run by the mafia. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the things that they did is when I arrived, they comped me a really beautiful room. And it was like a penthouse with a jacuzzi and all that. And I was saying to myself, gee. You know, I don't have a look at this room that they've given me, and so I went through the room. And after I went through the room, I had about five bugging devices wow. that I found in different locations in the room. So when I next day I went up to meet the big boss, and uh, he, he went to shake my hand, and I put the devices on his desk, and he said, "Kid, you're good." <laughs> <laughs> but the reason they bug those rooms is because if you start winning at the casino, mm-hmm. the first thing they do is comp you one of these rooms. They want to find out if you're cheating. Right. So they give you those rooms, and that's why those rooms were all hot wired. And I know there's the old story. My dad just used to sell used cars. And he always told me when you go in to buy a new car, to not say anything when you're in that office because they, they have the office bug. Yeah, what they do is they, uh, they uh, walk in, you know, the salesman walks out of the office and says, Well, I'll go ahead and discuss our offer with your wife and see if, see if that's going to be adequate to close the deal. And then he walks out, right? And then he's. <laughs> goes to another room and he's listening. Yeah, There's that's... one funny story though, because I was dealing with the you know the Donald Trump kind of guys in New sure. York. So uh, they came to me and they said, uh, "Can you wire hot wire this suitcase so that there's a bug in it, and then we want a receiver that will go in the shirt pocket so that we can listen to the room." So I set this thing up for him, and uh, he went in. He went in there to uh, to buy buy an office building. I think it was about a hundred million dollar office building. So he made an offer at a hundred million. And he said, well, you guys, the partners were the ones that were selling. He said, you guys talk it over. I'm going to go out down to the bathroom. So he goes in the stall of the bathroom. He takes out his receiver, puts it in his ear. And, you know, the guys in the room are discussing it. And they say, well, if he comes up to 105 million, we'll go with it. But uh, uh, I don't think he's going to take more. But, you know, we'll, we'll if he goes lower, we'll have to take it, you know. So next time I saw him, he said, "Kid, you uh, you saved me about ten million dollars." Wow. So you got you know a lot of 
stuff like that going on. So we don't even realize. I mean, th this could be happening at the supermarket or anywhere we go. Yeah, there's no point of it doing being on a supermarket, but if you're negotiating something big, right, be able to hear your opposing uh, people you're opposing in the deal, and you have a big advantage. Even buying a house or something. Well, maybe, but uh, yeah, it's possible. You could, you could hear the discussions between the selling real estate and the selling parties. So right. That would be helpful. Right. Wow. Well, I'm going to start rethinking things. I'll tell you that right now. Every time I go someplace. Any hotel rooms, anything like that? <laughs> um, yeah, well, hotel rooms, the problem there is cameras. Oh, that too, yeah. Yeah, hidden cameras because, you know, people making videos that people love making and all kinds of other stuff, you know. So when you're in a hotel room, unless you have some pretty good, good equipment, you can't really tell that there's a hidden camera somewhere. And people don't realize this, the, 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 the small sizes that they can make these cameras, right? The, who, who makes the cameras? No, I'm just saying people don't realize how small these cameras can be made. Oh, yeah. Well, they're hidden. If you, if you go online, uh, look up covert camera companies, and you see they're built into everything. They're built into you know, uh, smoke detectors, and they're built into light bulbs, and they're built into radios, and you know, they're... They're already in device in, in, in other devices, so you're really not aware of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very hard to find unless you have the proper proper equipment. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, there's I've read on a few cases where um, even even some hotels have gotten in trouble for just putting cameras, you know, so they can, so, so they can watch the guests. Yep. Yeah, sure. You're not safe anywhere, guys. Not anywhere at all. <laughs> no, that's where you you know you have to watch what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, you don't want to give out personal information. And you also don't want to talk, talk politically because that can be a problem as well. Just like I know there's like, I don't know if it's like that in the United States. It probably is. But I know like, like, like in Switzerland, you know, when people are on vacation, they've got street cameras watching people. Mm -hmm. You know, so and they can hear them. And so you really, you really can't escape it. Yeah, in public, they've got uh, all kinds of networks, especially in New York places like New York where they, there's cameras almost in every pole and they they uh, make digital recordings of it and they go back to be able to see you know, who passed those intersections. The other thing I used to find fat, interesting, <laughs> there's the word, was we used to have um, police scanners. And what used to get me with those is that and what people didn't realize, and I'm glad they went to like digital scanners now because years ago they would pick up cell phones. Yeah, and, and wireless phones, phones. yeah, cell phones. yeah, yeah, and you 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 know you're embarrassed to say, it, but you'd be like, oh yeah, that's so and so down the street on the phone, you know. So yeah, well, everything it, everything is encrypted now, so that yeah. you have to break break you have to break the encryption. Yeah, but there are people that can do that. Wow, I'm just kind of spooked about being on the phone and everything now. Thank you so much, Roger. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So privacy, this privacy has really gotten small compared to what it used to be with, with, with the advent of digital, digital communication. So when a client comes to you, what's the process? Well, they just come say they want to secure a certain location and we make an assessment of how much time it's going to take and just give them a quote based on the time. Okay. Okay. And like you, and also, okay, go ahead. And also, and also how many devices they want to analyze because, you know, we also have the ability to look at the inside of uh, cell phones to see if there's spyware in the phones themselves. I would think that, and I would think um, just like the big thing about having covers for, uh, for USB cameras on computers as well. Well, the thing about it is, you, you know, the only way you're really going to, fix that problem is put it put a piece of tape over your camera and just take it off when you need it now i know this is i know this is i know this is silly but i know there, there were stories about people being able to see you through your microwave mm, i don't know that i've not heard that one okay okay the microwave would have to have some kind of optical system in it and uh, i don't know exactly what you're thinking about yeah, I know that's silly, but there used to be, well, you know, Facebook's full of this misinformation stuff. So you just do this, you see this stuff come flashing by, you know what I mean? 
So that that was a while about a year ago that there were stories about my, about microwave ovens and you know and all that. So yeah. What do you think is the easiest thing for people to to bug? Would it be the phone or would it be like, you know, putting cameras in or, or what? Uh, you can do any number of things, cameras, phones, I mean, it just depends on what you want to, what you want to look at. So, and then it depends how much access you have to the, to those machines. You know, if you're going to put spyware in somebody's phone, you got to get access to the phone. You got to get the, that, that software downloaded. And then once the software is downloaded, it will send everything the person is talking about and texting to a listening post. So this is an illegal tap. If you were doing it illegally, tap somebody because mm-hmm. the legal taps they don't even have to do that. You just sit down at a at a console and tap in on a keyboard that they want to send your all your conversations and information to uh, Bluffdale, Idaho. I should mean uh, Utah. So um, there's different levels of the devices. I mean, you could go to the store or one of those spy spy shops that they have. Let's just say that. And, and buy some kind of device, but then again, that would be a cheaper device. And then I get, and then like anything else, I would think the more expensive the device, the better the surveillance. Yeah, that's right. Be correct. Cool, 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 cool. This is it. I mean, phew, wow. This Don't is. Say it's I didn't say it. I didn't say Don't it. Say I stopped that. myself. I stopped myself. Good. I know. I that word stuck in my head. I'm so sorry. Um. <laughs> Um, the more expensive stuff, what can you do with it? You know, what, what can you do with it as opposed to the cheaper stuff? Well, the, you know, the, it depends on what you, what you want to know. You want to know <clears throat> phone conversations or room conversations. So if you want phone conversations, you got to get spyware put in the phone. And if you want to have uh, room conversations, you got to place that pen. So okay. it depends on what your target is. I have a question in the chat room. Are cars pretty easy to bug? Yeah, they're pretty easy to bug. I would think so with the OnStar system because that that that's you know you can communicate back and forth with somebody. It's, it's kind of like yeah, a you, baby cam. You don't, even, you don't even bother with that. You just get a magnetic transmission, a magnetic transmitter, and stick it onto the bumper, uh, and it, from the GPS will track everything that uh, they do. This is like this is James Bond stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um. What about baby cams? Because I know there there have been a lot of reports of, of people tapping into those too to, to look into people's houses. Yeah, I mean, they could do that, but I don't know if that's going to be interesting watching a baby. I'm trying to read the chat room here. Yeah, there's oh. a lot of there's just a lot of software that has holes in it that uh, doesn't isn't designed to listen to people, but you're able to hack into it. Have you had, and I, don't, I know this is probably a silly question to you, but have you had a case where uh, a spouse has been cheating on another spouse and, and, and the wife ends up ordering, you know, bugs put in so she can trace it? Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. So when you do this, how long does it take you usually to go in and, and, and sweep a, a home or a business? How long does it take you, you know, from, from the, the second you get through the door to sweep the home or business? Depends on the amount of area they want covered. If it's a mansion, it takes a long time. And what do you look for? Do you, do, are you looking for, like, spikes in EMF levels or, or, or what? I'm looking for radio transmissions and I'm looking for covert devices that are hidden. Okay. 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 Um... You've been doing this, so I, I think it's wow. Okay, this is mind blowing. Tell me, um, tell me what you get out of it. What do you enjoy most about doing what you do? Um, it, it's tedious work. I don't really enjoy it particularly. It's just you know, it's just <laughs> it's almost like being a factory worker. You have to process do a process, so it's not joyful. It's work. Do you get satisfaction out of helping the clients, at least, you know, especially if, if it's somebody that may, may be wrongfully accused? Well, when we find something, it usually is, uh, is rewarding in that way that we we're able to, to find that they were being attacked. And then we're able to figure figure out what, 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 what kind of device was being used. So that's always good. Now, getting back to the Havana syndrome. Now, those people are experiencing headaches and everything, correct? 
those are electromagnetic attacks. So that's uh, that they're they're getting their brain attacked, and that's what most of the damage has been has been brain damage. Now, why is the government telling us uh, this is just you know speculation? Why are they telling us they don't know what's doing it? Because they're using it themselves. Okay. Okay, it's kind of like what I was, it's pretty much what I was figuring, you know, where that was concerned. And uh, wasn't there a story a few uh, days back where, I think it was in France, they're having a similar problem? Could be. I don't keep, I don't keep track okay. of it because <clears throat> I know, I know what's being done and I know how to look at it. If I, if I go someplace and analyze whether something's going on, I kind of know what to look for. Now, here's a question. When um, somebody is, is hallucinating from, say, high EMF, what types of hallucinations do do they end up with? Uh, they can get visual, both mental and visual. So they can see images and things on the walls. And uh, but um, and they also can get uh, ridiculous. Their behavior can become erratic and, uh, and ridiculous. So. Now, anytime you start interfering with the brain, you can get all kinds of things happen. You can remember that the brain controls everything, so you can get delusional behavior just from brain interference. That's true. As I was going to discuss this a little bit with you, because, like I said, being involved in ghost hunting, we find that a lot. You know, where even uh, people don't realize what types of items give off what you know high EMF. Well, yeah, I'm just saying, like, you know, one of the items that, that we found that gives off high EMF would be, for instance, an electric, you know, a digital alarm clock will give off. No, everything, everything electrical gives off some electromagnetic field. So what you have to do is use the equipment that looks at a tremendous amount of uh, frequencies and find if there's anything that looks abnormal. Okay. And then and when, once you find that, then you have to trace, trace it back to the source. And then when you were talking about like like the neighbor having real high EMF cut, you know, coming off the routers, that's a, that's a, that's like an EMF cage, you know, when people are are just inundated with that stuff. Yeah, it's called electro smog, and it's, it causes uh, a lot of uh, suffering because people are getting sick from. It. Mm. And uh, lights. I, I don't even I don't even use a router. I I take all my computer feeds by cut category five cable. Yeah, that could I, don't cause. Use, I don't use uh, any kind of radio transmission. That could cause a lot of problems for people. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> um, yeah, because like, like I said, we run into a lot of cases like that, you know, where people have said, oh, yeah, lights. Lights can also do that to people, correct? Depending on the lighting they have. On the light? Is that what you said? Or the wiring in the lights, yeah. Uh, well, you know, light can be uh, brain interfering, especially if it's strobing. Any time a light is flashing, it can end up affecting your mental state. So, and and of course, the light isn't visible, and that can end up being deceiving. It can be you know for light that you just can't see, but it's still your body is affected by it. One thing I found um, out in the field is that what people don't realize is these new LED lights put out a lot of EMF. Say it again. These new LED lights, you know, that they keep marketing out, and, you know, for yeah. everybody to buy, they put off a lot of EMF. Uh, you know, I never really measured EMF or EMF around a light, but if the light's pulsing, it would be putting out some kind of pulse strain. Just as the field goes up and down, it would be putting out a certain amount of EMF. So if you find a situation where there's a lot of EMF coming out of somewhere in the house, are you able to go out and tell people, hey, you know, this is going on and you're going to have to make changes? No, we just track track it back to the source and find what's causing it. Okay, okay, okay. So, um, have you done anything with the military at all? No. No. Okay. You're just uh, just solo. Yeah, we're private investigators. We don't work for anybody other than just the client. Makes sense to me. So, if you're a private investigator, then you you've gone in and done but bu like you've done bugging in people's houses or, or offices too, have you? There's been, there's been some buggy in the past that we got involved with, but I can't talk about that. Oh, sure. No, I understand. I understand that. Yeah, your, your job is just terrific. It's, it's, it's just fascinating. See, I didn't use the word. I didn't use the word. I almost did. Um, yeah. Can you tell me, uh, 
can, can you tell me, uh, like, like you told me about this one wealthy client, can you give me a couple more examples? Absolutely. It just amazes me that, you know, people don't realize that's like, like, like somebody's been in your home, you know, doing this. People don't realize what? You know, that, that you know, because you go out for the day, you come back, make your dinner, do whatever, but you don't realize that somebody's been like in, in, in your home rigging it for this stuff. Well, I don't think anybody for the most part is interested in somebody in their home unless they're a very wealthy person and there's some deals involved. But, you know, you're an average person. But then, you know, these people that have Alexa, that's her name, right? Alexa? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she, she's listening to you all the time. I can, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, I think Alexa's kind of creepy. I don't have one, but, yeah, I think it's kind of creepy. Yeah, it's creepy. I think there's funny, like the funny stories that come out about people that have purged and they end up ordering a shopping list, you know? Where somebody will have a bird, like 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 a like a macaw or a parrot, yeah. And the parrot repeats stuff, obviously. So they they have a running shopping list on Alexa, and then they end up getting this bill from the store and get a delivery because the bird has ordered stuff in, inadvertently. Oh, I see. Okay. Because it's listening. I know that's silly, but I mean that's that's one thing with Big Brother listening. But I yeah, would I think heard. that. Go ahead. I haven't heard that one. Before. Yeah. I would think that, and I would think something like I said along the line of OnStar when when you're driving too, because because they can listen in. Different people can listen in, not so much you know the, the 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 police or whatever, but I mean even the OnStar people can listen in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, everybody's network is you know now to the point where there's listening devices built in, and you can pretty much be assured that. Uh, that you're, you can't, you are, or you can be listened to without any, hardly any effort. Now you were saying earlier about China being able to tap into computers. Is is that through through the crack, cracking the security? Like like you know, people have McAfee and all these different security things. They can crack yeah. through the, through that and be able to get into your computer. Yeah, that's what they do. It's not safe anywhere. I'm gonna be paranoid now. Yeah, it's not safe anywhere, and that's it. That's you know, that's the whole. Thing of your show right there. It's not safe anywhere if you have it, uh, electromagnetic devices uh, in operation, communication, uh, mobile devices, and, uh, and and TV sets that uh, have cameras and can listen. So, so essentially, the moral of the story is that the higher tech we get, the, the, the worse it gets. Yep. Okay. That's what it is. Okay. Okay. So what do you say to people that have this equipment? How, how can they protect themselves? Just not have the equipment? Pretty much. Yeah, or put, just put tape over your your cameras and, you know, you just masking tape on, on the cameras and, and the microphones on things or just unplug things that you're not using, you know, like your smart TVC. I don't take my, I don't take anything by Wi-Fi. I just use the cable so I can just go over and unplug the cable to the TV set and be assured that nothing is going in or out of the set. Is there a way that, I mean, like I, like I said earlier, like, you know, the, the cheaper, you know, systems for being bugged, like on your phone or anything, is there a way for someone to tell that, that this is happening? You know, I mean, what, 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 what gets people to the point where, where they call someone like you? No, usually it's a circumstance where they're, they're worried about being listened to. So isn't so much that they know there's something there unless they have information feedback that something's leaked out, which you know, sometimes happens. You know, you, you found out that somebody has gotten information and at that 
the main, the main thing is that on your uh, on your phones, there's some extent you can put an anti-spyware to, to evaluate mm -hmm. the phone to make sure that the phone is not uh, is not bugged. So there are some some companies like Malwarebytes that make different kinds of software that will evaluate the integrity of your phone. But the thing is, if you got 10 million apps, it's good chance it might miss it. Hey, what was going on with TikTok? Because there was that big deal with TikTok that, that maybe TikTok's owned by China, correct? Well, that's my understanding. So that means they have access that everything goes through TikTok. Okay, so that that's why the, the, there was a lot of you know nervous stuff going on where TikTok was concerned then. So essentially, guys, from what he, if I'm understanding what what he's saying is that any app you have in your phone could track you and and and, and be listening in. Whoa. If you got a, if you got lots of apps, there's no, there's no way to know the integrity of it. Every app is going to be uh, uh, fair and doing what it's supposed to do and not doing something covert. Right. So I guess it's better not to have the apps. Yeah, well, it helps helps to be able to have apps that you sure you can trust. Okay. Okay. Um. What do you say to people with cell phones then? I mean, how can they, like you say, there's spyware that the, you know, anti spyware stuff that they can put on the cell phones? Yeah, so that, that, that can happen. So then you have to get a spyware evaluation software and hope that you can, uh, that it will find that your phone's clean or not. And it's similar to the stuff they have for computers, right? Or is that not, is that not any good, like, like, like SpyBot and all that? Well, any, you can put as much, firewalls you can okay and also uh, get the softwares that go through the machine looking for abnormalities so that's but you know you know you, you know it'd be very difficult to get it to 100 percent okay okay yeah because i always wonder because you know like even with microsoft i mean like even with my, the computer i have now i have things that pop up every once in a while that my there's something wrong with my password or something so i always wonder if maybe somebody's tapping in Jeez, the more tech we get, the worse it gets. Yes, absolutely. More more complex the technology, the more difficult to find the spy. So how does today's te um, surveillance technology compare with something, say, back 10 years ago? I know yeah. technology is always changing. Yeah, yeah, it's much more sophisticated now. More difficult to find it. That's why you need software in the phone to find covert software. You have to tax software with software. With software. Okay. Okay. This is incredible, and, and, and it's like, like I said, you just don't want to. You just don't want to use your phone or computer or anything, because it's scary. Yeah. yeah. Anything you put, any information you put out on it, is, uh, can be intercepted. So like, you just want to make sure you don't want to put anything out on your communications that you don't want known by anybody. And that would go for your like your, for like your TV apps like like Netflix and all that stuff if people have that stuff on their TV. Yeah, sure. Well, the TVs are basically can be used for spying. They got cameras and uh, they've got audio. And so, you know, they're not safe either. Anything that's computer based like that is uh, liable to have a problem that you're never going to figure out. Incredible. Just a, it just boggles the mind. That you know, that, boggles, boggles my mind too. You know that technology has gone that far to where Big Brother can watch you do everything. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what what's happened. And what about home security systems? Are they able to tap into that? I mean, you know, people that put up, you know, um, cameras and stuff. Yeah, I've heard of cases where they're tapping into the doorbells and all that, the camera doorbells. Yeah, the ring doorbells. So anytime you got a device, you got something that can uh, can send your information out. So the only way you're really gonna get around this thing is just shut all the devices off, and nobody's gonna do that. So we're in in the future world now, where nothing is private anymore. Just go old school. Yeah, yeah it's the way it is. With everything. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've noticed, like you say, I've noticed a lot more surveillance cameras out, you know, when you're when you're out and about, not only at the stores anymore, but, I mean, just about everywhere you go, even restrooms. Yep. 
Yeah, you can't be even sure that restrooms are secure. There's a lot of horror. There's some horror stories about that too. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know. Yeah, there's, there's those kind of cases pop up all the time with people making tapes of people in restrooms. So, and then they put them out on the internet. And, you know, the whole thing is pretty bad. And that's something. Just something. So, what do you say? I mean, like, like we talked earlier about advice to people to turn stuff off, and how how can somebody if if, if they think that something might be going on, like with their computer. You know, they've got spyware and all this. Is there some way to get into, say, the, the language on the computer to find out if there's, if there's someone else accessing? Yeah, you just have to put in spyware detecting software to go through the machine and see what it can find. Okay. Like, like a company like Malwarebytes. But firewalls are helpful, too. You know, I, I use Malwarebytes firewalls on all my on all my stuff, and it's pretty pretty you know, sharp in the sense that it finds a lot of finds a lot of the bad things in advance of anything happening. So it's a good good company, Malwarebytes. Okay, okay. How many people do you have working with you? Uh, just two people. Okay. Yeah. By the way, I'm gonna have to wrap this up here at the end of the hour. Oh yeah, no problem, no problem, no problem. Yeah. About, about ten minutes more. Yeah, no problem. I'm watching the clock too right now. I really appreciate you coming on too. I mean, this is very very informative. Okay. You know, I'm learning a lot here about what not to do. Is... Yeah, just disconnect all your, uh, your electronics <laughs> and you'll be okay. Just unplug it all. <laughs> do you That's think, bad. well, do you, I mean, in your opinion, do, do you think Do you think it was a mistake to go totally electronic, you know, because of all this going on? You think we should yeah, stay? Could, yeah, you, couldn't, you couldn't stop it because communications uh, has exploded. <laughs> so there's really nothing that's going to stop it. And especially now that people have personal devices, they're not going to give them up for any reason. Right, 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 right. And this is the thing, like, you see all this stuff in the news about what's going on and people are worried about being, tra you know, this 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 thing of, with tracking devices and stuff. And like I said, they don't realize that your biggest tracking device is your cell phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or watching you because they can track. With, Go ahead. With the GPS capability. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And I remember with GPS, when GPS first came out and they had those little things you had to hold, you know, when you were on hiking. Yeah. You know, and look how far it's come in just, like, in just the last five, five six, yeah, seven years. It's built right into everybody's uh, mobile device now. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, this has been really informative. Is there anything else you'd, you'd, you'd like to tell us about this stuff? No, not really. We covered most of it. You know, just if you got electro electronic devices, you're... You're apt and able and liable to get somebody that's inside your machines looking at what you're doing, especially if you have some word stealing. All right, great. I want to apologize for the mic falling. Um, I have trouble with this one um, bracket sometimes, and it just let go. I mean, I, I really apologize for that. That wasn't supposed to happen. Um, okay. But I thank you so much, Roger, for coming on, and I appreciate it. And I know my audience did too. I had a lot of action going on in my in, in my chat, you know, in the chat room. Because everybody was really interested in this, but I, I really, like I said, I really appreciate it, and I thank you so much. Okay. All right. Bye bye. You have a good one, sir. Thanks. Okay. Well, I gotta apologize for the mic dropping. I have a, uh, I have a table uh, set up for this uh, show to where it does, it's not like a flat table. It has like like a plastic ridge underneath. So if this this one connector thing won't connect properly and so the mic did go down uh at the beginning of the show that was interesting and it's, you know i don't i don't like to be speechless but he did have me speechless a few times that's why he was saying interesting i was trying to wrap my head around everything this gentleman was saying and uh just just to know the extent because uh, you know of, of what goes on as a ghost hunter we're looking for high emf levels you know when we go out on these things on you know on our ghost hunts and you know, I see that stuff all the time, but it's amazing to think that there's even more out there that, that they could be watching in, in so many ways. Okay, with that said, I want to update you guys on some stuff. Tomorrow, uh, we're going to be on at noon. i got a gentleman coming on from Great Britain. His name is Charles Christian, and we're going to be talking about Legends of Great Britain, which includes, and notwithstanding, fairies, ghosts. And also a little bit of King Arthur. So it's going to be kind of a fun day for us. But because he is in Great Britain, we will be doing the show at noon. 
So uh, look out for that. And uh, our numbers, as far as downloads, are up. I'm really excited about that. I mean, we've really doubled and tripled everything this month. So we're starting to gain a lot of momentum. And I'm really appreciative of everybody that's been downloading. So again, if you like the show, share it with five of your friends. If you didn't like the show, share it with five of your enemies. Because whatever it is you're doing, it's showing. Okay. The other thing is, um, you know, California Haunts is nonprofit. And all this stuff that we do comes out of pocket, including buying these little brackets for the mics that fell. So I want to be able to get some more little brackets for the mics that fell so that, you know, that uh, they can stay stable next time. But um, anything you can do to help would be great. That would be at paypal.me at California Haunts. I would really appreciate it, you know. Because, like I said, we are a nonprofit, and we're just trying to get these things going. We haven't been able to do get any uh, sponsors or anything yet for this show, and we're we're working on that. And again, subscribe um, our YouTube channel, Google California Haunts YouTube, and you can come right into our YouTube channel. I really would like to get some more subscribers there. You know, start building that up as well. But again, I want to thank you guys. Um, we're going out about nine minutes early today. Uh, technical difficulties with the mic. <laughs> But uh, again, thank you guys for coming, and I hope you have a good evening, and I will see you tomorrow at noon. So have a good evening, everyone.